0: you all today um it has been i think three years but as i walked in the door it was like yes now i remember so clearly (laughs) and and, um life is very busy for me in between i have left my my trusty iphone at home what's that's that's the clock right now right okay i gotta keep my eye on the clock because i could have you here all day if i don't and you probably wouldn't even notice because we're gonna have fun You ready to have fun? You ready to get excited about making a difference in the world for the kingdom? Woo, because every one of us can make a difference. Every one of us can make a big difference for the kingdom of God as we will align ourselves with the principles that God has given us to bring Jesus and to bring the light to a darkened world out there. Um, And if you're wondering why I'm dressed the way I am, you will soon find out. Um, Do we have it up on the screen Uh, We'll be there pretty soon. You are going to find out five steps of marching to transform regions today. And some of you that were in my meeting three years ago, some of this is going to be a little familiar because I'm going to give you a little bit of my story. Um, But some of it's going to be a little bit new, I hope, as as well as the pictures. And you might get a video if we have time today. Um, So uh, we're going to get right to, to business here. Let's see if I know how to run this different computer. Okay, there we go. Well, we all start out as children, don't we? And we love children. Look at these beautiful children right here. Um, And I'm just so thrilled to see the children in the church and the children coming up in God's kingdom. But, you know, all of us started out as children, but we don't end there, do we? We have to grow up. And it's, very, it's beautiful to see a child growing up and becoming an adult and going, going through high school and going through college and being, getting married. But, you know, in our spiritual life, a lot of times we don't ever make that transition through childhood, through adolescence, into a place of influence. We, a lot of times in our Christian life, in our spiritual life, we remain in a place of receiving primarily. We're always learning. We're always receiving. We're always receiving the grace of God. Amen. But as we move through the stages of our, of our growth and our development, just like a child, we should come to a place where we are primarily contributors to God's kingdom. And when we begin to contribute, we begin to give back in the sense of love and worship, yes. But how about in the sense of impacting the world out there that's dying in darkness? And let me tell you, that's where it gets exciting. When you start finding out, oh, I'm not just saved to go to heaven. That's the beginning. That was the birthing. That was like the baby was born when you became a follower of Jesus and you came to know the Lord. And now you're going to heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. But that's just the beginning. Now there's a lifetime of growth, but of contributing and making a difference for God's kingdom. Okay, Um, let our hearts be broken, as the founder of the um, Samaritan's Purse said. Let my heart be broken with the things that break the heart of God. Guys, we are in so much complacence here in America, even today, with our nation going down the tube. (laughs) We must come to a place where our hearts are broken, with those things in our nation that are breaking the heart of our God of love. Oops, I, I took out one thing that I wanted to, to leave in there. Go oh, back. How ah, do I go back in this one? Maybe I can go back this way. Arrow. Yes. Okay. Um, so are, is your heart broken and to a point that it's going to motivate you out of the place of complacency? Because until we are dissatisfied and disrupted in our normal everyday life, enough to say, yes, God, I'm desperate. You've got to use me for your kingdom. You've got to use me. I'm here. I am. God, send me. It doesn't care what it costs me. Now you're going to make a difference. Now you're going to do something because now all those excuses are gone. And there's a fire burning and there's a passion in your heart that says, whatever it takes. Let me make a difference for God's kingdom in this world. And then you're going on an adventure when you make that decision. When you come to that place of desperation, of dissatisfaction that says, yes, God, I'm going to do something for your kingdom. Show me how to do it. And I know a lot of you in here are doing it. It's exciting. I was just meditating um, even during the worship on the name of your Assembly I don't like to use the word church Chris knows why um, he had the, he had the ecclesia lesson last night him and Brianna um, but uh, you are an assembly of kingdom ambassadors hmm. Hey, that sounds pretty cool You every one of you individually and corporately as new horizon assembly of the kingdom <laughs> you are ambassadors for the king who ambassadors are very high role that's a very high position and because the blood of jesus and the grace and the, re- the, re- the redemption we've all received we have all been elevated to that place as his ambassadors his representatives his generals marching and taking the kingdom into dark places so let's enter the adventure are you ready for five tools or five steps that you can use to make a difference in the world big difference yeah Okay, we're gonna have to go fast. Oops, I have some questions for you. And um, did you guys ever figure it out? No? Oh, okay. okay. You're gonna get the answer to these at the end. Okay? How can you share the gospel with 260,000? Oh, I did 50,000 in three days for you guys, didn't I? Oh, I see, it's gotten even better since then. Um, how can you share the gospel with 260,000 people in only three hours without any money? Hmm. Okay, think about that one. How can you expose 40,000 Muslims to Christ and live to tell about it? <laughs> How can you lead 100,000 people to Christ in one year and transform communities? Hmm. You're going to get the answer to this at the end. Okay. March. Anybody ready to march in here today? Okay. At the end, you're going to do it. Okay. So M is for mission. We have got to be people who receive the mission of God. We hear God's trumpet. We find out God's purpose, God's destiny, the promised land that he has for us, the purpose for our lives. And sometimes there'll be seasons. And one season he'll use you for something. He'll move you on to something else. But he's, there's purpose for you on this planet. See, when it in, in 1 Peter chapter 2, he said, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. Praise God for what Jesus has made us to be. It's all by his blood. It's all by his sacrifice and his triumph on the cross his resurrection. Hallelujah. That's what made me who I am, who made you who you am. Ch- you are chosen. You are royalty. You are a priesthood. You are, have so much potential in you. Because of what he did, but there's a purpose for that. It's not just to go to heaven. He made you all those things so that you can be his representative. So that you can be a witness. So that you can make a difference and go on that adventure. Boy, you guys are quiet today. Uh, how How many of you like the Hobbit? Not many of you. We got some vociferous likes out there. Um, okay, how many of you like Lord of the Rings? Oh, we got some more hands there. <laughs> yeah, you better like Lord of the Rings. Anyway, um, <laughs> come on. When that little guy stepped out of his hobbit hole, I mean, you got a real—you got a real comfy house, boy. I've been living in a real comfy house right on the beautiful beach. I went from the beach in Southern California to the beach in Seattle. Wow, it's pretty cool, you know. It's so comfy. Our hobbit holes are so comfy. But the adventure is out there where the darkness is. The adventure is out there in the mountain of smoke. The adventure is out there finding a way to bring light into darkness. The adventure is out there liberating some captives. How many of you are ready to go on the adventure today and say, no, I'm not satisfied in the hobbit hole? I'm not satisfied in my little my, my little comfort zone. God is calling you on mission. I'm not saying you gotta go to Uganda, though some of you are going, praise God. I'm not saying you gotta come to India. I'm saying God has a mission for you. Maybe it's your next door neighbor. Maybe it is not something face to face maybe it's different but you know we are kind of held back sometimes by our fears and we're like oh no what if i do that then there's a big bad devil out there and it's so dark and it's so bad and what if the what if i get tempted what if i go in that place with all those sinners and i get tempted or what if i don't have the words to say we have all these fears well come on man god has not given us Spirit of fear. But see we've kinda got this divided mentality going on. Well, I know, yes, I know God made me. God gave me all these things. God made me chosen generation for priesthood. but and there's always that but, right? What if? Yeah, but I don't have money. I don't have education. I don't have time. I don't and we've got when you get desperate and you catch the vision and the mission of God, all those what ifs will go away because he has given you spirit of power, spirit of love and soundness of mind. And we got to reckon it so and walk forth in our true identity as kings and queens and princes and princesses of the king, not slaves We're living in fear of the devil. Okay, then I get my little, my little story here when I was a kid. What's missing in this picture? That's me riding a horse. Quick, really quick, what's missing? A saddle's missing. Oh, the the shoes are missing. Oh, yeah. Yes, the main thing, the reins, no reins. I trained a horse to ride. Um, I was kind of crazy as a young person. My dad was kind of crazy, too. He built the first man-powered flapping wing aircraft called an ornithopter. He never did get to prove it because he was not as good a businessman as he was a engineer. But he uh, built me a grand, my dad up on a roof building a house, um, he built me a grand equestrian center for my college graduation gift um, that was in um, Minnesota. And uh, so this was the uh, my heritage uh, of horse training, and I was da- going heading out to be the uh, top horse trainer. I was the sixth state regional champion, Chicago, Minneapolis, and won all these awards, and Hey, I had a great career ahead of me, and I'd gone, just gone to college, and, uh, but I heard the call of God. I went to uh, a Bible school called Youth with a Mission, and they started teaching us about the unreached nations, and I said, oh, that's cool. Somebody else can go there. I know where I'm going. I'm, I'm going to be training horses, and I'm going to do campus ministry, which God had used me in that. That's good, you know, but the Lord spoke very clearly to me, and he said, I'm sending you to the unreached nations. And then he gave me a dream in three nights in a row. I saw in a dream, I saw the Himalaya mountains and the Ganges River, and I saw demons holding reins as if these reins were made of chains. And they went down into the whole land of India, Nepal, Pakistan, Bangladesh, that whole area, and they were binding the people in slavery. And these demonic chains represented poverty and disease and idol worship, and hopelessness, and child sex trafficking, and so many things that we see in that place. And I knew I must go to northern India to bring liberty to the people there. And that was the initial mission that the Lord uh, um, assigned to me. 300 million people, 1% Christian, and 35 million destitute children. So then we have, so find your mission. Let the Lord sh- let the, hear the trumpet call of the king to go to say, what is that mission you have for me? Number two, the A, act in obedience no matter how crazy. <laughs> It may seem okay when god speaks to you i'm not telling you to go do something in your own mind That's crazy. Okay, i'm saying when you've received a command and a call from the lord and the lord has put that on your heart And your heart is breaking for something out there in the world that needs to be changed To make it align more with his kingdom The next step you can have that all whirl- whirl- whirling around in you for your whole lifetime and never do anything and it's never gonna happen But then now the next step you have to act you're not marching until you act. You can get a good vision, but now you have to take the step of faith. Oh, and I was, I w- I was thinking, the, uh, the Lord was just speaking to me about the name of, of your, king, your assembly of the kingdom, New Horizon. Okay? You have a great name. Okay, you as a community of the kingdom of God in this, in this town, you have an awesome name, New Horizon. On the, when you look on the horizon, the things are not clear. It's kind of fuzzy out there. You can't really see the detail. But you know that's where you want to go. And a new horizon. And so God is calling you guys. I just felt in the worship this morning. I was praying. I was feeling that, the, that this though this um, assembly, your name is so awesome. And your name has this great potential for taking you to new dimensions of influence. New horizons of influence where you can't quite see how to do it. Or you don't know how you're going to get there. But you, you know that that's what God's calling you. But now gonna have to take the step of faith that's the hard part yeah we can see oh i'm not quite sure what it looks like but i know that's how god's calling me that's my horizon that's my destiny that's my calling but uh oh (laughs) how do i take the first step and the next step and that's where faith comes in so um in 1996 i got on the plane with a one-way ticket um went to northern india Everybody was telling me, you're crazy. You're going to die over there. You know, those Indians, they're cannibals. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Chris. Um, I don't think you are, but. <laughs> and, um, but I said, I don't, I don't understand it either, but I've got to obey God. I know what God is telling me to do. So I got on the plane, went over there, started just trying to be a, you know, basic missionary. But that was the first step. Okay, then we got to run the race with perseverance because it's not going to be easy. Yeah, we see the horizon out there. Yeah, we see the glory, the sunset or the sunrise and the glory far out there that we want to reach for the kingdom. But in between, there is a gamut of challenges. There are orcs. There are dragons. There are all kinds of uh, difficulties in between on the way to that adventure and so we have to run the race with perseverance through trenches, mud, and wounds. The Lord gave me the scripture, Joshua chapter 1, verse 3. Wherever the sole of your foot shall tread, I have given you the land. And he said, you stand and start walking and praying around, all around this city. The Lord had sent me to the city of Varanasi. These are actually the real actual um, sandals I wore in those days one was one of the many sets I wore out um <laughs> and so I started walking and praying and bringing um the spiritual um kingdom of God into that darkness uh would go out with my guitar and a bag of tracts, and I'm not sure I have time do I have to- how many of you remember this story how many remember that story? Okay, a lot of you don't, or, or you weren't here, okay? If you weren't here, you're excused. If you don't remember it, you're not. Um, <laughs> How many of you want to hear this story? Yeah. Okay, um, so I would go with my guitar and that bag of tracks, and I would go down along the Ganges, and I would just start worshiping Jesus. You know, don't, don't waste your time shouting at demons. Just worship Jesus, devil can't stand it when you worship Jesus, okay? Yeah, the best kind of spiritual warfare. But I, so I would go and I'd just start worshiping Jesus in the Hindi language. And the people would come around me and they would listen. Because my song was saying, um, um, For me, he died. For me, he went in the grave. Catching any of this? Um, for me, he rose from the dead. And the Hindus, they'd come around and they what God died for my sin? We never we don't have a God that died to pay for the penalty for our sin. Are rose from the dead? This is how they talk. So anyway, um <laughs> and uh, how did you, how did a God rise from the dead? They had never heard the name of Jesus. So I'd give them a tract and they'd go off, and they 'd read, and I 'm like, hmm, this is pretty good." Well, one day I went down there and i 'm doing my little thing. I got my little song going, and nobody 's coming. The people would come close around and they'd just press in like thirty or forty of them. nobody 's coming, and i 'm looking down by the bank of the river, and all the people are standing way down by the bank, and they 're watching me very intently, but they 're not coming and then what 's going on i've got my little song going on, you know? All of a sudden, I turned, and there was a person a little bit like the person in the picture on the screen right now. Um, But uh, he was one of the Hindu high priests. Uh, Actually, he was a witch doctor. He wasn't a normal high priest like this one. He was a witch doctor. He had far fewer clothes on than the one in the picture. In fact, he had no clothes on at all except for a few beads around his neck, and he was covered with the ashes of the cremation fires that they burned the bodies in. So he had this white, grayish hue to his cracked skin and long dreadlocks, and he had a pitchfork in his hand, which is the weapon of the god he was serving. And he's coming at me like this. He's kind of crouched over like a tiger ready to pounce and he's got his pitchfork, and his eyes are just black with the darkness of the depth of hell because he's so demon-possessed. His lips were moving, and he's muttering curses. All of a sudden, I see he's like about maybe uh, 10 feet away from me, and he's coming right at me, and he's muttering these curses, and right away, all of a sudden, I knew exactly what was happening because all those people out there, they knew that I had sat down next to the temple of their high priest of darkness. And this silly little American, you know, Christian (laughs) thinks she's going to invade the territory of the gods that have been there for the last 3,000 years. And so here's their hype, and they're waiting to see what's going to happen. Well, all of a sudden, the anointing just hit me. I just got this goosebumps anointing power, and I looked right in that man's eyes. And I started singing, There is power, power in the name of Jesus. There is power, power in the blood of Jesus. And instantly, he stood straight up. His eyes got as big as saucers. He turned around and he ran back to his temple. And all those people that were sitting down there watching. They came running, and they, did, they knew I didn't know much Hindi, but they're grabbing my tracks, and they're wanting to know about the God who's more powerful than their demons. When you take the step of faith, you make action to your mission. You put action and perseverance to your mission. The powers of darkness cannot stand against you. You need have no fear. And you must step forth and say, yes, I know, because your God will show up. In the right time, he will show up and he will do mighty things through you. doesn't matter who you are. You're sitting there saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Get desperate. It's time to get desperate, guys. Our nation's going down the, you know what? Toilet. The world is in desperate need. There's so many opportunities for you to make a huge difference. Okay, and we're going to do one more, and then we're going to show the video if that works, okay? Oops. Um, Cultivate leaders. Okay, cultivate leaders. Raise up others as sons, not servants, okay? Very important. You can make a little difference if you just do your own thing, but you must work in a team environment if you're going to do something big, okay? It don't matter how much vision you have, if you do not work in a team environment and cultivate others as leaders and be a servant leader, you will not need something big. This is me with my two key leaders in northern India. You're going to see a little more of that on the video about our work in northern India. Um, here's an example. This is my key, one of my key leaders. That when I met him in 1998, um, he was faithfully preaching, teaching the word of God in the villages. He had no support. He was literally starving. Um, This Hindu, his anti-Christian family was beating him when he'd come home. They were starving him because they were opposed to his faith. And yet in that desperate situation, his wife was dying of tuberculosis. He had no money to get her treatment. In that desperate situation, he was persevering to do the kingdom work. And I, the Lord led me, I just saw this potential in this young man. I saw the heart. I saw the vision. That here's, a, here's a man on mission. Here's a man who's been taking action and who's persevering despite so many hardships. And the Lord said, you get behind him and you serve his vision. Today, he's one of our key leaders, um, leading thousands and tens of thousands to Christ, and he's no longer skinny. <laughs> um Leadership development sometimes results in an well, expanded waistline. Um. <laughs> and this is just example of some of our church planning strategy where we have pastors that raise up more leaders, and those leaders go plant churches, and those leaders raise up leaders, and it's just a multiplication of organic expansion of the kingdom. Another way we must cultivate leadership, if we're going to make a big difference, you have to take it viral by networking across spiritual cultures. That means if you guys speak in tongues and like to jump and shout and prophesy, you might need to network with the folks across the road in the Baptist church or in the Episcopal church or whatever. Others that love Jesus, and that's all that matters, guys. It don't matter. They don't have to jump and prophesy and speak in tongues. What matters is they love Jesus. And that's enough for us to work together for the kingdom purposes. And this is how you get the answer to one of the questions. How can you lead 100,000 people to Christ in one year and transform whole communities? It's networking across spiritual barriers. I'm not talking about cultural so much. I'm talking about spiritual, where your denomination or your way of doing it isn't quite like the ones across the street. But you need each other to do something big. Um, In Northern India, we have launched the 2020 Network. And by the way, you guys are a big part of this, okay? Because you have, some of you have been praying for, some of you have been supporting us. I don't know if this church has been supporting us, but some of you have been individually. Thank you for being a huge part of 100,000 new believers a year for the past three years. It's actually past six years. So praise the Lord. Yeah, you're giving yourself a hand because you were a part of that. You allowed God to give you mission and to use you to, to act on it and then to, to persevere and to, to help in that way. We have seen hundreds and thousands of people coming to Christ, uh, house churches planted. You're going to see that on the video and Okay, let's go to the video if we have time. If we don't have time, we can skip it. Okay, there we go, now you
1: got it. At the spiritual heart of India is the city of Varanasi, the birthplace of Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism. Set on the banks of the Ganges River, pilgrims come from around the world to worship this water god in hopes of washing away their sins. The scattering of their ashes in the river they believe, will free them from the cycle of reincarnation. While the city itself is quite unique, it is representative of the spiritual climate of North India, where millions of children struggle in the face of poverty and human trafficking, and where a 1% minority of Christians face daily persecution for their faith. And it is here in North India that Tel Asia Ministries has seen over 500,000 new followers of Christ in the past five years. People here are hungry for the gospel and lives are being transformed. The work on the ground is being carried out by thousands of native leaders passionate about reaching their people. Tel Asia Ministries is committed to the discipleship of the Indian people and their native leaders and has created an initiative to spread the gospel and see Christianity grow from 1% to 20% by the year 2020. It's called the 2020 Network. It is a lofty goal, but Tel Asia has already mobilized over 6,000 leaders and gains more momentum every day. Yet there are still 30 million orphaned or destitute children in North India who lack education and health care and make for easy victims of child trafficking in a country that constitutes nearly half of all the world's modern slaves.
0: When I woke, I was locked in Aero. a room. Men misbehaved
1: to me. I have many scots, uh, See. This is why India's children are of primary focus to Tell Asia Ministries. At Blue Haven Children's Home, education, life and laughter are the daily experiences for these kids who, before coming, had nothing.
0: I came here and I'm a very good educated girl. Now I can teach also small children. I came like first second in the class always. So I'm very thankful to God that He gave me this opportunity.
1: In addition, Tell Asia operates rural schools and education centers all over North India, bringing the gospel, education, and trafficking awareness to the most remote and impoverished areas. Through providing quality education, health care, and housing, TelAsia is now developing a self-sustaining model so that many more children can receive the opportunities they dream of. This is just a glimpse at the magnitude of what God is doing in North India through Telesia Ministries. Visit us at telasia.org to find out how you can be a part of this incredible work of transforming lives in the most needy areas of the world.
0: Okay, if anybody is interested in going um, to see... What is happening and what you are a part of in Northern India, we love to have teams come out. Um, there's a clipboard that's gone around. If you didn't get a chance to sign up uh, for our email newsletter you're signing up for, there is our email newsletter, and then you can check other things that you're interested in. Um, if you didn't get to sign it and you want to sign it later, it's going to be in the back. Um, I'll, there's also in the back you can grab a brochure um, about what we're doing over there. And if you want to see a long version of this video, the 20-minute version with amazing stories and actual reenactments of persecution and pretty wild stuff. Um, come out uh, to Joe and Sandy's house tonight. We're going to be showing it out there at 6.30. And please let her know if you're coming. Okay? Yeah. And <laughs> if you all come, we'll have to put you in the ocean. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Awesome. Okay, last one. You ready for the last one? Now you're going to get the answer to these other. You've been waiting for that answer, right? Okay, cool. Hidden opportunities, M-A-R-C-H. The final way that we march to transform r- bigger things than just small things, okay, is to find hidden opportunities. Okay, now all this is based upon all those other things. First, you've got to receive mission. You have to be willing to take action. You have to be willing to persevere because it's not going to be easy. Okay? There's going to be hard times. It's a sacrifice. I didn't t- go into all the sacrifices I made to see this happen. Okay? Um, and, there's just, there, and you have to be willing to be selfless and raise up leaders. You have to be willing to work in unity. We can't be all running trying to do your own thing, trying to be a lone ranger. You can't do that and make a big impact somewhere. We have to be team players. We have to be people that recognize our leadership. People that are, you know, there's another message I love to preach. Jonathan and his armor bearer. You can't all be Jonathan's. So we all know these. You can't, can't, <clears throat> can't all be the, the head honcho. We got to be, some of us are going to say, oh, I don't know. I'm not the one with the big vision, but I can help. I can serve. I can be a part of your vision. And it's impossible for that person with the vision to carry it out <clears throat> without you. Remember, if you look at that passage, <clears throat> he told me I have more time, so now I'm going to relax. <laughs> In the passage where you got Jonathan and he says, you know, King Saul is out there sitting under the tree. Pomegranate, too. Eating pomegranates, right, man? getting fat, um, and, and just sitting there. And he's not he's not, anxious, he's not focused. He's not allowing God to give him a mission. He's just sitting there being comfortable. And so here's Jonathan. He says, you know, he's got strategy. He's letting God give him his mission. He's letting God show him strategy. He says, what if we went up and took this outpost of the Philistines? You know, problem is they only got one sword. His armor bearer doesn't even have a sword. And, but the armor bearer says, I'm with you. See, that's the attitude you have to have. When somebody in your, in your congregation says, I've got a vision. Hey, let's do this. You need, And you don't have a very clear vision, but you're saying, well, maybe I could be a part of that. That's the kind of attitude we have to have. And so the armor bearer said, I'm with you. And so they, together they went up. And you know what the Bible says. It says that Jonathan knocked them down and his armor bearer slew them. Now, to me, what, what that means to me is uh, Jonathan gave his sword to his armor bearer, because that's the only way you slew. So Jonathan picked up a big rock or a club or something. And I don't know, Jonathan's probably a bigger, huskier guy. He must have gone ahead and knocked the guys down. And Jonathan, and then the armor bearer came and slew him. <laughs> So armor bearer is somebody that God wants to give amazing responsibility and power to to make that vision happen. Amen. See, I had the vision for the 2020 network, and one of my other key leaders, we together we had the vision for it to go out and to mobilize believers across the whole Gangetic Plain and try to get everybody working together the Catholics, the, the, pra- pra- the um, Pentecostals, the, the Episcopals, everybody working together for the kingdom. We had that vision. But we couldn't do it without the 6,000 little native pastors that have joined the movement. And they say, yeah, I'm on board. I want to do that. I want, I want to be, I'm with you. Okay. And they're the ones doing it. Okay. So all of those things are so essential for a new horizon assembly of the kingdom. To do what God has called you to do and to reach those horizons of vision, those horizons of purpose that the Lord has called you to. I was saying earlier, I feel like you have this massive potential, but to reach a horizon, you have to go with faith. You can't go by sight because you can't see clearly what's out there. And God is calling you guys to greater faith. Greater steps of faith. You're doing a, an amazing work reaching the poor, reaching the homeless, reaching the really needy people. I believe he wants you to step into realms of greater authority, realms of greater influence, where you're reaching people who are, a little, who are of influence in the community, who are mo- movers in the community, who can make a difference a little higher up, if you want to use Lance Walnow's mountain, okay, of influence. And I believe this is the destiny of this kingdom, assembly of the kingdom, is to make a difference down here and up here. Okay? And because just like I always tell people, you have a local mission and and an international mission. You need to be reaching your local community, and you also need to help us reach the unevangelized over there in India. We have two focuses, and you can have two local focuses, the the, the really needy, the really desperate, the really poor, and, and all of those wonderful ministries you're doing, and you have some strategic initiatives <laughs> to penetrate at levels that are going to influence larger communities from the, from, the high, from the top down as well as the bottom up, and you caught the devil in between, right? <laughs> okay, so are you ready for some hidden opportunities? Hmm. See, we Christians, we're, too stuck in, we're stuck in tradition, and our head is in this little box called Religion. And so that's why we don't get as many creative ideas. We should be getting all kinds of creative ideas. Just look at the world out there. Look at some of the, in, the initiatives of Satan. If you want to learn creativity and str- strategy. Come on. We can, we can, can yeah, yeah, thank you. We, 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 we can, come on, folks. We got two-thirds of the angels. They only got one-third. We got the Holy Spirit living in us. Come on, guys, we can get some initiative. We can get some creativity. We can, we can, what are we? We need to be leading the charge and, and impacting the world in so many awesome ways. Okay. Okay, anybody got a guess at this one? Okay. Well, the way that way I did this one, um, this was some many years ago. I was on, and here's the answer. YouTube! Okay. (laughs) I was perusing YouTube, and I just thought, okay, let me put in this search term, Christianity versus Islam. And I put it in, and I got up, the first page of 20-some videos was all promoting Islam. And I'm like, oh no, oh, there was one that was promoting the gospel, but it was this it was this hell and brimstone, fire and brimstone, horrible street preacher out there just just screaming that every Muslim's going to go to hell. And it just tore my heart up. I'm like, oh my God, God please, oh, get it off of there. Horrible. And so I was shocked. I was horrified. I was, like, disturbed. I was, like, angry. I'm like, why? Where are the Christians bringing the love of Jesus to the Muslims who need the love of Jesus more than anybody? And so I happened to have a DVD that some creative, strategic person had made, but did not know how to properly market, apparently. And so they had this little DVD of, called More Than Dreams. Anybody heard of it? They, they, they took, reenacted the stories of four Muslims who had seen Jesus and come to know the Lord. And I got permission, and I took, grabbed a guy about the same age as Chris um, who was a uh, techie. <laughs> he was an Indian, too, by the way. Um, and, he, and I said, I don't know how to put these on YouTube, but can you help me? Oh, yeah, sure. So we made this YouTube site called... God Loves Ishmael. The Bible says God hates Ishmael. However, I just thought I would be covert. Um, So the site on YouTube is called God Loves Ishmael. And we put these videos, and within a few years, 40,000 people had viewed those videos. Now, those were either Muslims or people who were thinking about Islam and Christianity, you know, seekers, who saw those videos and heard the gospel. It cost me nothing. It cost maybe a half a day of time for that young man to distill those videos. Yeah. Creativity, come on, yeah, great. Okay, well, now you're probably gonna, now you might get this one. Hmm. Oh boy, the cogs are turning. I can see that right here. Okay, Wikipedia. Well, uh, this, one, this particular, I've, I've done about six, I had about six million people I've influenced through Wikipedia, through editing, taking pages that have been, that have been, um, um, the Christian contribution has been removed or was never put there in the first place, and it's all pushing atheism or paganism or Islam, and there's no reference and no glory is given to Christ in a particular historical event or scenario in which Christianity made a big impact. And it's just simply not written down. Nobody has even recognized it. They want the world to believe that Jesus did nothing for the world. Well, if it wasn't for Jesus, we wouldn't be having sitting in these chairs. If it wasn't for the gospel, we wouldn't have these lights. If it wasn't for the gospel, we wouldn't have any of the development or freedom. You'd all be wearing black gowns. All the women would... um, (laughs) You know, we would have nothing of the freedoms that we enjoy today if it wasn't for the Judeo Christian principles of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And the forces of darkness have strategically infiltrated our media so that the minds of the younger generation are being twisted to think that Jesus did nothing for the world. And therefore, they should not be followed Jesus. They should follow paganism or Islam or whatever, atheism. And so I go into these web pages, and I simply edit them and brief tour the truth. Anybody can do it. Yeah. anybody. It's like signing up on Facebook. You can, get, you can just make an account. It, but it takes some tact. It takes some strategy to go in and to find those places and to restore the truth of the gospel. In about one month of work total, I mean, it's spanned over the last four years, I have influenced six million people toward Christ. This one here was Easter. I edited, I brought a clear gospel message on the Easter page and the page Crucifixion of Jesus. This was just a few months ago. Those pages get together, get 260,000 hits every month. Strategy, guys, we got to use strategy. Um, Back to India very quickly. Um, India is the poisonous hub of sex trafficking, of Asia. This is a story I don't have time for. Next time, remind me, next time I'm here, I'll tell you the story. You saw this little girl on the video. Well, there was another little girl that was her best friend, the same age, did not get to come in our children's home. Very different story. Here's three others of our little girls. When they first came to our children's home, this is the age they're trafficked. And look at the same girls one and a half years later. Total transformation. There's strategic ways we can make a big difference in the lives of children um, around the world. We're developing a self-sufficient children's home. Totally self-sufficient it's going to be, as this is the, the vision. We've got the buildings going up right now. We also do the rural education centers. You saw that a little on the video, but look at this. Here's before. This is a, a village. The, the, child, the really poor children of that village, the day we arrived to the village and surveyed it and decided, okay, let's do an education center here, and that's about a few weeks later. There's hope, there's life, there's, there's, there's they've been, they've, they've wa- at least washed their faces it's not their clothes. <laughs> and there's, 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 there's vision. They have a purpose now. Okay, so what, what is it that God is calling you? And everybody stand up because I didn't name this message March for nothing. Okay. Now, do we have our drummer? Can we get our drummer up here? We're gonna do it real quick. Normally, I'll take it like a half an hour to do declarations, and man, we gotta—it's well it's fun. Um, but yeah, if our drummer can come up, we don't need the whole worship team. You cool? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Now I want to know—we're gonna pray first before the drums start. I'll tell him when he can start drumming. But I want to know how many of you here are disturbed. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I was, I was going to make a, I was, this is fun, isn't it? Is this fun? I hope. I, I promised Chris I was going to make this fun. But I want you to go out of here a little bit disturbed in your spirit, saying, oh, man, number one, look at these amazing things. I can do that. Yeah. I can do something. Maybe you don't, you don't want to believe for t- 260000 a month. Maybe you can go for one across the street. You know, whatever God has called you to do, And there's something, each of us, there's a mission God has given you. And I know some of you are already on mission. I I understand like 40% of you are already connected and doing something. Hey, but there might be something else or some of you aren't yet on that mission. And there's maybe just a rekindling of the fire this morning of what God can do through you. Hey, because he has called you, he's given you, you're a chosen generation, you're a royal priesthood. You got all that for a purpose. Where's your promised land? your mission. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you and I praise you right now for New Horizon Assembly of the Kingdom. I thank you and praise you this morning for this body of ambassadors, this collection, this community of ambassadors that's standing right here today. And I thank you, Lord, that you have called them not just to get to heaven, not just to live a good, wonderful Christian life, but, Lord, you've called them to influence. You've called them to make a difference in the world for your name. And, Lord, you've called them to make a difference, to bring the principles and the, the righteousness and the peace and the joy of the Holy Ghost to the people out there in the darkness. And so, Lord, I pray right now. And, Lord, I just speak over them. And I want you all to raise your hands, lift your hands to the Lord. And I just declare over them right now an apostolic anointing. An anointing to penetrate dark places. An anointing to go forth in your power and in your confidence and in your boldness. I declare over them that God has not given them a spirit of fear, but God has given them a spirit of power, love, soundness of mind, in Jesus' name. Receive right now the the, uh, removal of all fear. I say in Jesus' name, all fear, go. All holding back, go. All tendency to to withdraw and to be on the defensive, we say, go. In Jesus' name, you are not the spirit that God has given us. But we declare this morning that God has given us a spirit. God has given you new horizon assembly of the kingdom. God has given you a spirit of power, love, soundness of mind, and he has given you a commission. And he has said to you, and I say, receive it right now in Jesus' name. I want you to say it with me, wherever the sole of my foot shall tread. Okay, everybody, now let's start the march. Let's start the, uh, the, the drums. Can we do a drum, kind of a drum, uh... Yeah, we don't, we don't need the other musicians until, unless you can play along with a real march song. Sometimes we... Okay. Who's making a commitment today to be a person on mission for the kingdom? Get up here. Up front, come on. I mean, far up as you can come. Making a declaration, come up here. You don't get to march till you're up here. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jesus. We're making a declaration today. Here am I, Lord, send me. Here am I, Lord, use me. It doesn't mean you're necessarily getting on an airplane. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going someplace physically. It means that you're going to make a difference using the skills, the gifts, the anointing, the the things that God has already given you. Lord, here am I, send me. Use me. Okay, let's start the march. This is a prophetic declaration. I believe in prophetic acts, okay? That when God is going to do something in your life, When you take the first step, and you take the first step of obedience, you move from the M to the A in march, okay? M is mission, but A is act. So you move to the A, and you take an act of faith. You make that first step of faith. And that's what we're doing this morning. We're saying, here am I. Yes, I'm making this step, and I'm stepping into marching for the kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I don't want everybody to say after me. And if you're still in the stand back there, you can march too. Because I know we can't all oh we can't all fit up here. Everybody, everybody that has to say yes, Lord, here am I. I'm here for the kingdom of God. Use me when I go out of those doors. You get to marching. Come on, everybody. Come on, you guys. Get in the fun. Woo! Next time I come, I'm gonna make a dance. So this time you get, you better get get used to marching. Okay. Okay. Cool. Everybody that physically can. I understand the that can. Okay. So who's ready to make some declarations? Real quick here. I know we don't have time. Are you going to go to lunch? Anybody still want to go to lunch? Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Say, say it after me. Wherever the sole of my foot shall tread. Lord Jesus. You have given me the land for your glory. Thank you, Lord. One more time. Wherever the sole of my foot shall tread, you have given me the land. Thank you, Jesus. Here am I. Send me. Use me to heal the brokenhearted to set the captives free, to bring restore sight to the blind, and to declare the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus, for you have not given me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, spirit of love, and soundness of mind. Thank you, Lord, for I am a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, for a purpose. Here's my purpose, to show forth the praises of you, Lord Jesus, who have called me out of darkness into your marvelous light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.